You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 157 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Shorten, coming live from New York City. And today is a special one, folks. Uh, for our real loyal listeners, who are our day oneers, if you will, uh, which most of you folks probably are. <laughs> um, you will definitely recognize this fella here. Folks, the return, excuse me, the return of our prodigal co-host, Khan Bayazid, everyone. How you doing, sir? Well, riding high on that, uh, Mark. Right. <laughs> yeah, coming while. in with a spoiler right from the outset, Khan. <laughs> forgot that. Um, yeah, indeed, no. I, I think most most people are pretty plugged into to results these days. Um, folks will also recall that we announced our winner for the uh, the podcast uh, raffle for these the kits that we're we're trying to get out to these kids in, in Ghana. Um, so check into Instagram TV. I'm going to link not link. I'm going to put the the audio for that into the at the end of this episode in case the fella who won. Um, is not a, a Twitter or Instagram user, so uh, stay tuned for that. Brace yourselves. We're gonna have Kartal and his uh, his Glaswegian accent um, back on the uh, on the air. But before that, we've got the man himself, Khan. So before we dive into to Besiktas and football, a word like, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, currently. Uh, in between houses a little bit <laughs> we're building our own house so we're kind of in a temporarily uh, housing arrangement at the moment which unfortunately makes it a little bit more difficult for me to uh, record that's also why the football Turka podcast has kind of been uh, on the on the back burner the last couple of months um, but you know hopefully you know once it all gets settled out but it could be at least another year. Uh, but then uh, everything will be back to normal. But uh, I'm good. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to do Wednesday episodes, maybe. You're gonna have to shift the the formatting yeah, there. That's the only day I can record at the moment. Um, so and gonna try to maybe put out an episode every now and then. But uh, doing it every week also is is gonna be difficult. Um, but yeah, you know. Well, yeah, we'll try uh, to get you on for. I, I don't know how. Like, it's funny. I, I was talking to Khan last week. We almost did this, our episode last week together. And this scheduling thing came up where you're available on Wednesdays. And I was like, oh, well, that's a shame. Like, I doubt there'll be much use for sort of Wednesday episodes with Besitaj since we're usually playing on the weekend. And then literally, like, four days later, we had a match on Tuesday. And I think we have another <laughs> Tuesday match later in March if you're free. So uh, we'll have you back on, Khan, if you're, if you're available. Uh, sure, I, I haven't checked the schedule on, on the games, but uh, Wednesday usually uh, is not a problem. 
It's uh, for it's our semi-final uh, in the cup against Bashakshi here. Is that oh, okay. I think it's uh, somewhere in the middle of March, the 15th or 16th or something like that. Anyway, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> so let's talk Yeni Malatya. Um, I guess going into this match, what were your thoughts, Khan? If you can kind of remember where you were pre-match, you know, how, did you feel like we we're gonna get an easy result, or this could be a tough one, to gr a grind them out result? Like how? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely thought we were gonna struggle. I actually anticipated losing points. Quite frankly, I didn't like how we played against the Nizli Spore on the weekend. Um, I, 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 you know, I mean, ultimately it ended up being a, a pretty easy 3-0 win, but uh, I think it, it, we did require that goal from out of nowhere, almost from from Kyle Lauren, uh, yeah. to to kickstart us. And uh, I don't know when did Lauren score? It was like past, past the 30 minute mark, right? And uh, yeah, we had I mentioned it on the oh, 20 second. It was a 22nd minute and I felt like for 20 something minutes there we hadn't done anything and even after the fact that we made a 3-0 in the first half, uh, second half wasn't too impressive um, and I mean I, I was a little um, negative about uh, this game against Malatia because Malatia has given us issues in the past mainly because they have a lot of physical players and I think that showed yesterday again we struggled uh, to find our way through. Um, yeah. But uh, fortunately, we did. Yeah, no, it was um, also on the road, which is worth mentioning. You know, although that's minimized without fans and everything, it's still, you know, getting on a plane and playing in an unfamiliar ground—it's it's something, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, there's studies uh, showing this that, uh, you know, even without fans, there's a very clear home advantage and it has all it has all to do with uh, testosterone um yeah. so you know even when there's no fans there still is very much a home and an away feel for the players so uh away games are going to be more difficult than home games it's just the way it is you know that's how it's wired and i mean obviously uh that might not look like that all the time like for example fenerbahce have a great away record whereas they have a terrible home well terrible they don't have a, a title winning home record i'll put it that way um but they have a great away record so you know remember when uh, we were under slavin bilic we had a great away record so sometimes you can have great away records but uh, at the end of the day um you know the home turf advantage is a real uh thing it's not just psychological it's actually uh, built into our dna no, I mean, I get it on a sort of profound level, because, like, obviously, as you age, it perhaps feels... Like, when I go away for, like, the weekend to stay at, like, my father's house or something, uh, when you come back, just the feeling of being home, you know, like, the air, breathe, you breathe it differently, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like there's no way that it can't have an effect. Uh, but, of course, I'm a homebody. But anyway, let's talk about this match, because it was a good one. Um... Let's talk lineups first, I guess, right? There's a lot of lineup talk here that we can, we're gonna have to uh, address because we came out a little conservatively. So yeah, the lineup uh, was, I mean, besides the, the, the sort of conservative element, perhaps, mm. not very surprising. I mean, uh, the big change was obviously in the, in the goal where we had Utku come in last minute. Ersin wasn't feeling well, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's not 
you know, nah, it's, it's related. Not, no, Sergen already said that it's not Corona, it's just uh, it's something else. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they're on vaccine. Is that... Oh, whatever. Um, meanwhile, Vida and Wellington start on the back line, which is also no surprise. And Sakala is still on the left side, which you assume is because Ridvan is probably still injured or on the mend. Uh, Rosier on the right side of the defense. In the midfield is where the surprises lay. Uh, of course, Joseph sort of manning the back of the midfield, but then Nejip and Atiba mm -hmm. in the middle there. Uh, with Rashid Ghazal on the right side and Kyle Lahren on the left side. And our boy Vincent Abubakar up front. Um, but so yeah, let's dive in, I suppose. I mean, I guess we don't really need to... I, I covered... Yeni Malachia's position in the table in the last mat, in the last episode. Um, they're like firmly mid-table. Yeah, 31 Sorry, points. Everyone, everyone keeps writing me with stats. So if you hear that noise in the background, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop that's uh, everyone pausing. Uh, the, 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 the abysmal stats that uh, Lauren had yesterday. I think he linked them in the group chat as well yesterday. And they were nice. definitely on the... I mean, they were just frankly bad. Um, and you could have I been mean, just looking at the game as well. Lauren just wasn't having his day, right? Um, and I, 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 I think that also kind of showcases like later in the game, Abu Bakar, who was actually having a good game. And I, I don't, and I, 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 frankly, I don't think he's been having, uh, he's not been in a great form lately. Like, yeah, he's Abu? been scoring. Uh, Abu, uh, he's, he's been Abu, scoring. Abu, yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored his goals throughout the season, but he hasn't really played really well for multiple games in a row like he's had a couple of good games here and there and he, he keeps scoring obviously although lately both him and Lauren have scored less but I mean even Abubakar hasn't like his statistics are great but like his gameplay isn't amazing um, but he was having actually one of his better games so he was a little upset when he got subbed off and uh, I can understand that, especially when Lauren was having uh, a stinker. Quite frankly, um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a shame, <clears throat> and I guess we'll we'll dive into sort of match the match itself. But yeah, um, right at the outset. So first, the first chance was in the third minute, and Gazal uh, headed it. No, he crossed it to Vida, who headed it in behind Abu, and again, like. It was one of those plays where I thought Abu would have probably put one of those away like five matches ago, but he's found right we, that, between the twelfth and thirteenth goals for both Abu and Laren has been some struggles, and I, at least minus in this match, Laren was was fighting pretty hard, you know, putting a lot of effort in. Um, he had a lot of like offsides goals and stuff like that. Uh, Abu had sort of faded a bit. Um, but anyway, what I was going for was that in the 10th minute, uh, Laren got the ball early, and he looked good with it. And he like laid it off to Gazal, who, I don't know if you recall, but he took that kind of shot from an angle. And I thought, oh, here we are. We're really going for it. And, and so I thought Laren was going to have another one of those kind of like workman-like performances, and maybe, mm. you know, the goals come typically with those lately somehow. Um, but that, that was it. Like after the 10th minute, I don't think I recall much of uh, a highlight. No, actually, no. I, he, uh, in the 22nd minute, is he had that nice move where he took the ball off the defender and laid it off for a boo. Do you recall? 
and Abu like slammed it into a defender, so it didn't really result in anything. So he had like a couple moments early, mm. but then it just fizzled out. Um, and even within those moments, like after the tenth minute, he even looked like he was off. So I think he just struggled against a very physical team in Malatya who had a lot of uh, well, to put quite bluntly, uh, strong black players. Um, yeah, well, what was the guy? Hadebe, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what what was his first name? A, a teenage Hadebe. I teenage think. was I, the the announcer kept saying teenage Hadebe, and I was like, is he describing his age? No, no, that's like his every name. time. Yeah, that's his name. yeah no, that's, but I remember that was like, so confusing. For I me. think last season or maybe the match earlier this season, I don't remember exactly, but I remember just thinking every time, like, God damn, this guy just. He, he, like, yeah, like, just having a good game um, and making life really difficult for us. And he was having another good game. And, um, yeah, no, they just had a lot of physical players like that. Uh, what's what's the forward they have uh, that came from Sparta Prague? I'll try, we're interested in him a couple of years ago Tete. as well. Benjamin yeah, yeah, Tete. Benjamin Tete. He was, he was having... He He's was Canadian, which is... Which is oh, okay, idea. fair enough. But, um, but, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he didn't... I mean, it's not like he was threatening, but you, but he's, he was very athletic, physical, and it was causing us issues. And I think... Um, like the the match we've struggled in most this season, um, like Trabzonspor for example, a couple of weeks ago, I felt like the, the reasons we struggled were when we were up against those really physical, strong, athletic uh, guys, and they all well, they all happened to be black. <laughs> I mean, Ekuban, Ekuban was uh, uh, you know the reason Ridvan is yeah, out right now. Ridvan, yeah. Um, yeah, and he had a great game against us, and of course uh, Nwakaeme. Um, and just yeah, that's like we, we struggle against those types of sides that have those athletic players. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe just Laren just getting out muscled a little bit, uh, which is 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 a, is no small feat because Laren uh, is is pretty uh, physical himself. Um, but yeah, like you alluded yeah. to earlier as well, like Laren usually his goals tend to come from. Um, not giving up and just going for every ball and you know just it's more effort than quality on his end uh, and I'm not going to say the effort wasn't there yesterday but I just think that uh, he was shut down really effectively uh, Abubakar less okay. so uh, Abubakar was better I'm still stuck on the fact this dude's name is Teenage like he <laughs> The, the whole time I was like, why does this guy keep telling me that he's a teenager? Like, it's not that important, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure if he enough. was, uh, sure. But I mean, he's in his 20s for sure. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's 25. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. funny. Dude, uh, his name must have gotten um, hard for him to accept when, he's, when he got older. When, once he turns like 30, it's going to be downright depressing for him. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, that first half was was interesting. Like... Obviously, we had the the bulk of the chances. Um, Gazal was active with his crossing, mm. um, but not quite perfect. Like it seems like we need these days with uh, with Abubakar kind of off form. I mean, we um, have like Sakala one... had a fantastic yeah. uh, cross in the 14th minute that Abu didn't do so well with. We could say, but that was like our <clears> best <throat> chance, right? Like that's like our only real clear-cut goal-scoring opportunity in the first half, I think. 
Yeah, 17th minute like, was... Like, it was a lot of scrimmage play, a lot of half chances, like... Um, Malachia were more dangerous, really. I think Mustafa got close twice, right? Yeah, 22nd minute, so actually right after the play I was saying where Laren took it off their defender and laid it off for Abu, it led to a counter where uh, Mustafa was coming down the left side and he put a... Yeah, Utku made a fantastic save with his leg, um, like right after our near goal. And then in the 38th minute, he also had a shot that missed just wide right. It was actually really similar to a uh, Gokan Tore move later in the second half that also sort of shivved just right, unfortunately. Um, but so, yeah, you're right. Mustafa, that, who was that Mustafa guy? <laughs> he was good. I look, uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm looking up now. I Mustafa Eskihelac. Yeah, I don't know. Like a really, uh, it wasn't the. I was like, who is this Mustafa? Because I, I, I can't, I can't really say I've been paying that much attention to uh, Malatya Sport. And uh, I was looking him up, and he was like already 25 or 24. Um, I don't know, actually 23 and going on 24, I think. So I was thinking, oh, maybe a young, exciting player, but he was not that young anymore. Uh, but he, I mean, he's Turkish young. He's Turkish young. <laughs> he's Turkish young, yeah, for sure. Uh, he had a good game, first half especially. Second half, he kind of fizzled out. Um, yeah. I mean, they they fizzled out, right? Like, yeah. In the first half... They were the better You song, could right? say we deserved... Maybe at, at least to go in, like, level. Like, that was fair. Um, but we... We started... We had more better, chances, I probably. Think. But, like, not as good of a chance. And... Uh, just given, like, we know how Besiktas is, like, when, when you waste chances and you let them get those late opportunities in the, at the end of the half, we've seen that go against us so many times. So, I mean, you could almost say they deserve to go in 1-0. Um, in the first half, I had the feeling like their their counters had a lot of venom in them, and then the second half, um, up until maybe the end, like, I felt like their attacks were very... I don't know, like, we, held, we had them under control. I felt like we controlled the game a lot better in the second half. Uh, and then, obviously, yeah. it, towards the end, they started pushing a little bit, and there were some moments where uh, that could be uh, described as uh, heart attack-inducing, perhaps. But yeah, I, I was yeah. never... Unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's just because we didn't score the second goal, right? Yeah, all right. So let me... I'll go through the... So in the second half, uh, 55th minute... Um, a nice, cr another nice cross from Insakula drops to Laren, and for some reason he takes a one-touch volley from outside of the box and skies it. Uh, he could have centered someone in nicely. 58th minute, uh, a nice moment, actually. Um, speaking of Abubakar, this you actually love to see, because if a guy's not scoring and, and he's not, um, enjoying his, his successes up front, you want to see this type of involvement. Um, just a lovely little volley to Atiba Hutchinson. Um, any thoughts on this goal? Because it was a really great finish too. Huh? I mean, uh, the pass, the one-time pass from uh, Abu was was a, was great, but I was more baffled by the finish uh, of Atiba because like he he faked shooting twice. Like, where did that come from? And then he just roofed it, and I was like, Duff. like, uh, I didn't even realize like. You know, I mean, like it went in, like I was watching and then suddenly the commentator was oh, it's a goal. And I was like, I was like, the fuck did Atiba just do? 
I was like, what the hell? This guy is getting better with age. It's ridiculous. Like, like the first five years, he barely scored a goal. And the last year or two or three, he's been scoring like four or five uh, a season. I don't know what's up with this guy. Like, suddenly he's starting to learn how to score goals. And uh, okay. this, I, 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 I think, is by far his best best goal for Besiktas like this is finished certainly yeah well, and what's yeah. funny too is that like literally in the first half in the 17th minute uh Rashid Gazal found him on the ground a nice little sort of soft touch pass and it was like typical Atiba he, he just like lost it behind him you know didn't seem to know what to do with it and then literally you know 40 minutes later <laughs> suddenly he's like uh I don't know, Messi on the ball or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was because, I mean, was he deliberately faking or was he actually looking for a shot but couldn't find it and then just, I mean, I don't know what to think really. It was such it was, a sublime Maybe he, like, he, it was a mistake that he like recovered from. Yeah, who knows. I mean, you know, sometimes... Um, I forgot to mention though, I forgot to mention at the half that um, Bernard Mensah came in right. for, for Nejib. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't necessary. Uh, which was probably the right move. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was necessary. Uh, I know going into the game, like a lot of our fans are very negative about the three-man uh, defensive mid. I understand the thinking process behind it. Uh, I think when Sergen does that, it's usually when he wants to play for a nil at halftime. He did the same thing against Alanya Spor. We got really unfortunate there with a with a silly penalty. Um, and I know fans think like, well, you're wasting 45 minutes, but at the end of the day, football for, for coaches, especially, it's like a chess game. Like, you don't have to. Well, and especially when you have guys like Laren and, and Abu, you know, yeah, maybe not lately, but uh, but guys who can kind of just create goals like out of nowhere. You're not even necessarily like most of the time, you're not even going in with no goals on your end. You're, you're just mm -hmm. preventing them from scoring. So yeah. and. and you mentioned this. I'll let you actually uh, expound on this a little because you're the one who mentioned it in the group chat. But Sergen actually had a really good explanation for his sort of conservative style of tactics based on um, the, the the lack of attendance, like the lack of crowds. Oh right, but that's like that's like ages ago. He uh, he said something. Yeah, yeah. Like a couple of months ago. I think I mentioned it after you did, but I I didn't say much because it he, was like. Well, he mentioned. I, I think know. he was being interviewed about it, and he said like, it's very different to play in front of no fans, and obviously, like this are his words. Like obviously, he's not going to try and play the same football as he would if there were fans in the crowd, because when there's fans in the crowd. You can obviously uh, use that to your advantage, get them, you know, to sweep up the team. You can play more attacking football, and and and, and you know, the off. How often do you like get that the fans literally push you forward? So basically, what he was saying is like, I'm I'm not playing the same football I would play if we had fans in the crowd. That said, I think he said that in a, after a period where we were playing a lot more conservative, and I feel like the last couple of months we have definitely improved tremendously offensively. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even even Fenerbahce and Galatasaray fans are are saying that we are playing the best football in the league. So. Um, I definitely think that we have at moments played very good football. The last two matches, I would argue that we haven't, but um, still. Well, and, if and just that, to piggyback on what you were just saying, I think that because Adem Lijajic has not 
you know, bagged like four goals in three games or whatever it's been, four games. Um, people are slightly sleeping on his performances, but he's actually been very effective. Yeah, um, yeah, he has. Distributing the ball, holding it, kind of keeping the ball in the opponent's side of the pitch. Um, and that kind of goes to what you were saying about, about playing more offensive, R.E. Sergen, because I think... Um, yeah, having like a ten out there, you know. It, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it to be honest. <laughs> it's been yeah, it's yeah been for sure. I do understand the thought process in 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 maybe not going with Laich in this match, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would never go with Najib, but uh, uh, I yeah. think that starting with Mensa would have probably been better. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, we got the result, and you can't expect to play great football every week. The thing is. What is more important is, I think, is that we play stable, uh, which I think we do compared to our rivals. Like, for example, Galtry, the last couple of weeks, uh, they've made a difference in the first half, but then they really eke past with really poor second half performances, especially against Alanya and against Kasim Pasha. In particular, they got, I think, really lucky to come away with uh, the three points. Um, where I, f where I feel like uh, they really, re really relied on on Muslera, and you know how often have Fenerbahce this season already relied on on Altai to just keep them in, um, and that's one of the criticisms. Like everyone's always um, gushing over Altai, gushing over Urjan, gushing over Muslera, obviously. But the thing is, if you look at statistically, if you look at Ersin's performance this season, like, yes, he makes l uh, significantly less saves than Urjan and Altai, but he also concedes significantly less goals, and he has mm -hmm. a lot more clean sheets. So what does that tell you? It's not necessarily reflecting poorly on Ersin, it reflects, I think, positively on the team and the team defending we do, and the fact that we don't allow a lot of shots on goal compared to well, our And you rivals. know something else? And this is something that it's so elementary that it shouldn't require repeating, but it's also so profound that I think a lot of people could forget it. But Ersin's strength is in the air, and so what that means is that he's preventing the creation of chances via yeah. set pieces and, and corner kicks. And 100%. So, so many chances are created via corner kick that just don't exist for us because he's plucking those things out of the air yeah. on crosses, on free kicks, on whatever. And so he's literally cutting out, I don't know, somewhere between five and ten chances per game by just not just punching it or whatever it is that most keepers do. I mean, five and ten uh, chances per game is probably a gross overstatement. That's a little extreme. <laughs> probably <laughs> between three and five. Let's games. say let's say it prevents like one to two to three shots a game. Like he faces a lot less shots. He makes less. Sorry, I don't mean chances. Yeah, I don't mean chances yeah. as, as in like shots. Like I, I mean, you know, corner kicks essentially. But even five to ten is yeah. extreme. I mean, probably three to five. I honestly <laughs> think that yesterday we probably have. The showing in which we had most issues in the box, like most mm -hmm. issues. I mean, it's not even like they created. They had two positions where Utku had to make a really good save, and that's another thing I think is positive as well. Like Utku a year ago, I would have not given the light of day, but he's had a couple of appearances this season, and he's always done well. And I think that also reflects very positively on our coaching staff, like what they've done with Utku, what they've done with with Ersin, what they've done with Ridwan. All of them have developed uh, positively, and 
with Erzin and, and, and Ridwan, you can argue, okay, these guys were really young. Like, when these when this coaching staff got their hands on these guys, they were like 19, like perfect clay to mold, right? Utku's already in his you know, mid-20s at this point, 23. Um, like, to still, yeah, to instill confidence in him and coming off the bench, it's not easy. Like, most, uh, you know, like, he's right now, and I never thought I was going to say this like a year ago, being the perfect backup goalkeeper because he's coming mm -hmm. in when called upon. He's got those reflexes. And he, like yeah, and he puts on, up a good performance. And he had a couple of moments yesterday as well where he did excellently on, on high balls, plucking them out of the uh, out of the sky. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm just really positive in general about what this coaching staff has done and whether we win the title or not. I think that um, the work that has been done has been tremendous uh, because... Like, let's be quite honest, like, at the beginning of this season, who really, truly believed that we were going to uh, be vying for the title? And even if even if you weren't particularly hard on, you know, our front office and the guys they brought in and all that, if you saw something there, which a lot of people didn't, um, at the very least, looking at what our rivals had done, right, especially Fenner, like, it just seemed like almost a throwaway season like going into it you know which was sort of which was unfortunate uh but yeah i mean you can't go on you can't say enough about what they've done with maybe not so much and and every single transfer we have made has been a success except for maybe mensa who you could argue yeah. i mean mensa i think has been i don't i don't mind times. Mensa. yeah no i, mean, I like mensa you know here's the thing and i i i don't know if i've stated this on air but his ability thus far and it's it's an ability that nobody else has uh, on our team and it's even quite rare in the super league but he's phenomenal at build up he can take the ball from anywhere on the back and bring it up really well and he can dribble guys and he's fast and he's efficient he can't pass where the ball. he goes exactly <laughs> and it's like what do you do next and yeah. the problem for him is that there hasn't been any support as far as attack in midfield. Mm. So if he played next to Lijic, I feel like Lijic would unlock him, you know? Because if he could just sort of lay it off for Lijic, and he doesn't Mwah. have to do anything fancy gonna, with that last time. I, I, he's had very, he's had a lot of occasions where he's taking the ball up the pitch and you have people on the left of him, people on the right of him, and then he plays a pass and he just plays it in behind a player or something like that. Uh, you know, yeah. passes it too short, stuff like that. Like his short passing is just a problem right now, and that's that's what yeah. that's the reason why he's not playing for Atletico Madrid and why he they allowed him to go to Kayseri Sport, right? I mean, the guy yeah, has sure. clear ability, but um, I mean, also I clear think, lacking. Yeah, I mean, our buyout clause for him is four and a half million. Would I say he's a flop? No. Would I buy him? No. You know, no, it's like yeah. he's been. Well, unless we can talk it down a little. Isn't it three and a half? Damn. No, it's four and a half, I think. And I, I mean, I wouldn't even do it for three and a half. I wouldn't do it for two and a half, given our finances. Ah, see, like, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm, two and a I, half I might, maybe, but I mean, I might go two and a half. Yeah. That's my limit. Uh, and I'd try to start lower. I mean, yeah, I but keep, I mean, we'd want to get Rosier uh, first and foremost. Like that should be a oh, priority, yeah. right? I mean, Rosier first, Gazelle second, Montero third. I mean, I, would, I don't know about Montero. I, I mean, he's definitely, uh, he's been good. But um, again, he's a four and a half million option, which I don't, which I feel is a lot. <laughs> but we have a second year loan for him. So definitely. Well, see, I, the reason I'm pro Montero is because he's shown 
enough defensively and it's at a position of need for us you know if we could have a fairly young and he's so young too that you could easily flip him for a lot of money if he has another good year that is, yeah that's true i mean he is uh he is spanish after all right <laughs> um he reminds me of pedro franco actually um i know exactly you know it's funny you was good. i but, just tweeted the other day that uh pedro franco was like one of the saddest yeah. Stories of Besiktas's recent history for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, let's let's dive back into this game. Um, so in the 60th minute, so we just mentioned 58th minute, Abu uh, passes to Atiba, who scores. 60th minute, uh, Gazal sends in a free kick to Kyle Laren, who heads it well, but into the back of Atiba Hutchinson, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Uh, in the 74th minute, Gokan Tore enters for Rashid Gazal. In the 76th minute, Gokan Tore gets right involved. And actually, this was interesting. Uh, Bernard Mensa and Gokan Tore had a really nice one-two thing going for like a couple minutes there. In the 76th minute, Mensa Tore back to Mensa, um, and he sends in a cross that nobody gets to, <laughs> which is you know perhaps on Bernard Mensa. Um, 70. The 81st, no, again, later in the 76th minute, Mensa and Tore, uh, f- uh, fi- Mensa finds Tore, and that's the shot I mentioned where Tore sends it just wide right. Um, so they had a fun little interconnection there going for a couple minutes there. Uh, but that's when it would turn, and like for the last 10 minutes, it would get real stressful. Mm-hmm. 81st minute, Morike Fofana um, would have a nice little run down the left side, send in a ball that would sort of bounce around in our box. It was a bad cross, to be fair. Yeah, he hurt us a few times when he was at Konya Sport, so he's always... I uh, know, yeah. You know, I saw, when I saw him enter the game, I was worried. Yeah. Um, 85th minute, Nkudu entered the match for Abu. Mm. Which Abu and wasn't think, happy about. No, yeah, which... But he was like... He didn't get angry at Sergen, which I thought was at least decent. I mean, I didn't he see that. It well. I mean, he didn't show anything like that, like a reaction towards the coach, but he was visibly... Uh, upset about being subbed off, but that's good though. That's a good reaction. Know, yeah. That's a reaction you want to have of a striker that had a good game and just wanted to get on the score sheet. I mean, I I, exactly. I, I guess you know in that sort of a situation, a striker kind of feels that look, th- these are the, the the last ten or so minutes of the match. There's gonna be space. There's gonna be opportunities. I'm gonna get a goal here. Exactly. I might get a yeah. goal. I might get on the score sheet. But I think it's a good yeah. thing as well for. I think it makes sense to an extent for Sergan to sub him off uh, when you're thinking about Abu, uh, just to keep him healthy, you know, and keep him. I was gonna say, anytime that it's late in a game and you have a lead, I am a supporter of putting Abubakar or Nkudu on the bench just because of their injury history and the fact that we need them to stay healthy. So, uh, yeah, I didn't mind the sub and I didn't mind him being upset about it. You want that. The only um, thing right that I would mention is that Lauren had such a dud of a match, so I would have taken him out. But uh, That's yeah. true. But I get I get keeping him in up there up front because you never know. Like Yeah. Again, right? It can, like, he's one of those guys ball. that even on an off day, something could flip. Yeah. Um, he's always like fighting for it, you know, you know that. And then late in the game, that's when that could come in helpful. Um, 86th minute, that Shebak fellow would almost score. He shot from a tight angle though, but uh, Utku saved it. It sort of bounced around, mm. scary. Uh, right after that, there was a penalty shout. You know, it's funny, uh, Evron mentioned earlier in the match, I didn't even see it, that there was a shout for Abu Bakr. Yeah, the Abu Bakr shout, yeah. I think, I think they, uh... 
I, I'm not sure if they hit his foot, but like it felt like they completely prevented him from hitting the ball properly. I don't know. I mean, we've had uh, we've had a penalty against for far less, right? Uh, against yeah. Fenerbahce. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was though. I mean, the, the thing is, I didn't they didn't properly replay it, so I don't know. Yeah. Whether it was. I was spaced out. Like that second half, I was spaced out. It was such a yeah, slow I remember um, you, you mentioning it the other day that <laughs> you were spaced out for that moment. It was, t- yeah. But so then later, Nkudu would also be brought down. And like, it was ball first, but there was a lot of contact after mm. the ball. That was so, like, again, we've seen that. We've yeah. seen that called where well, Wellington. He, no, it's not. But I don't think it was a penalty on Wellington either. But no, they it called it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But this was um, like, I mean. I mean, the, the Wellington position against Fenerbahce was one, for, for me, never a penalty. But this also, for me, because it's like the ball goes to the left of the defender and uh, and Nkudu kind of runs straight into the defender. It's not like the defender can magically teleport to a different position. So it's exactly. kind of looking for the contact. For me, that's not a penalty. And especially because it gets the ball first. Like, you can't yeah. do whatever. It would have been super soft. But I always just remember the Wellington one when I when, I, when we don't get those calls. Um that Shabak guy would, would become a problem for us late. He had a couple near misses. Uh, in the 92nd minute, we had what looked like the goal you know, that we were talking about, the one for Laren or Abubakar had he stayed out there. But um, in the end, their keeper, Ertach, comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. Like three quarters up the pitch, uh, yeah. steals the ball off us on what seems like a breakaway, and then, you know, whatever. Do you remember the Derby? In 2017, 2016, uh, against Fenerbahce, where Abubakar scored against, and and it was one nil, and they equalized in stoppage time to make it one one. Where I, I had this flashback to it because I remember Jenko's on the pitch and Chayer, I think, was was on the ball and like pushing up, and I was just watching at my TV. I'm like shouting at Jenk. Press the ball, press the ball, run yeah. towards it, press him, and he he didn't. He like alleviated the pressure and he allowed Kier to send in this yeah. massive long ball. Uh, and well, it was a foul on the keeper on Fabri. Uh, Emenike pushed it. Well, clearly made contact with Fabri and that led to the goal. But you know, no VAR back then, so uh, Fenerbahce will get away with that. And they equalized. And I was having kind of flashbacks to it where I felt that. Laren should have pushed more for the ball there, should have maybe yeah. slid or something, I don't know, he should have gone 100% for the ball, I felt like he held back a little bit, and then yeah. when I saw, uh, uh, I, what's his name? Uh, Ertac. Ertac, yeah, when I saw Ertac sprinting up the field with the ball at his feet, I was kind of having flashbacks, no! like, no, no, if this goes wrong, oh my god, that would be so horrendous. Uh, for us, so deflating for us, and so uh, incredibly awesome for Malatya because I mean, imagine yeah. that would have led to a goal that would have been so epic for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, fortunately, no, I mean, it fizzled out, luckily. But yeah, that was scary, yeah, very but, scary. And I, I, I do definitely feel that a, a sharper Laren would have probably gotten to that ball first. I, yeah, I, I feel agree. like he and probably was, rounded Ertach and had an easy goal, no less. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, if he gets to that ball and 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 Ertach doesn't catch him, then uh, it's over. Yeah, we have then, like four guys racing upfield yeah, yeah, that yeah. are easily on sides if we just wait. Yeah, no, it would have been 
a nice end for us. But whatever. In the end, we, we hold on. One nil. Three points. And like, in a way, those are the most important three points, right? The ones that you, you get that, like, as Cartel called it, gritty, a gritty three points. Yeah, ugly points, but they are important. But on the other hand, I do have to say, like, I often see, and myself included, us talk about uh, Fenerbahce played and then got the three points. Uh, Galstrap played and then got the three points, blah, blah, blah. But we, we can't forget that we've had our fair share of matches this season. I think... Fenerbahce much more consistently has games which they win, uh, and at some point you would imagine that luck runs out. Um, well, and what sucks about them too, though, is that they also tend to get bailed out by referees, right? Like we haven't had that. Like at least we've had to do the work ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like Fener, like three or four times they've been bailed out by penalty shots. They had a really or not or not been. Or they, our penalties haven't been called. That they had a really controversial their... win against Bishakshir, right? When they were totally on the ropes. And if they would have lost that game, they would have probably been not where they are today. Um, there's definitely been situations in games. Like, I feel like in the Hatay match, there was a position where Chanar is in the back of a player at nil-nil. And that's a penalty yeah. and a card. Uh, but that doesn't get called, doesn't go too far, whatever. But we've had those moments as well, I think, in, in, in games where we've gotten away with some stuff that could have been uh, where you could have said oh wait maybe that's a that's a different color of a card or that's like uh, maybe that's a yeah. position or something so it's, it's Rosier like, like a couple times I mean yeah I mean Rosier is definitely one of those players that uh, gets Wellington well Wellington usually yeah. just gets the card unfortunately <laughs> like there's usually no leeway his car his fouls are a little too obvious but at the end um, of the day I think we're playing more consistently good uh, and we get in less problems, and it feels like when we lose a match, it's like the the, the Trabzon game that loss wasn't that wasn't because we were bad. We just had some really unfortunate sequence of luck, I think. And whereas yeah, I mean, that first at, goal is nonsense. It's, yeah, exactly. Like that's like that's four lucky unlucky bounces. God yeah, damn it! Yeah. Like that's that was terrible. Uh, I, I'll never like that goal was so consequential and so unjust. Like I'm still angry about that now that you mention it. Uh. Yeah, and I mean if you compare that to Fenerbahce, who I think at this season have lost twice in the league back to back home matches, like that's not. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're not gonna be able to win the title because they're definitely in the race. But like, I can't remember last time. They're it's, acting like they're not in it, you know? <laughs> they're complaining and be fair and all this stuff. Like well, that's totally just to get, gain an advantage, right? That's that's their play. That's like they, they're trying to... That's grasping at straws to get any possible advantage they can. Uh, yeah, I hate, I hate it so much. And you, you understand how, what, what it does, like for refs, there's so much pressure on them now to like... But that's the thing as well with, uh, with, the, with the portion of our fan base is when stuff happens in our games, which we feel is unfair, um, our fans lash out that our board doesn't do stuff like our boards don't do stuff like that But I think at the end of the day if that is what you want and expect from your club Look if it's a very blatant and obvious screw job obviously you need to make a statement But sometimes there's like it's football at the end of the day and um, Like there's gonna be 50 50 positions or even 60 40 positions that are not gonna go your way you can't make a circus about every single non-call like 
I saw like the fan accounts tweeting about Hadis Uskaya. Uh, oh, like the last three matches he he refereed for us. He didn't give us uh, a, a penalty in that match, and he didn't give us a penalty in that match, and he didn't give us this in that match. But then, like he was talking, they were like they're talking about yesterday's game against Malatya, and I'm like, what penalty? Like there are positions where we shouted, sure, but are those penalties? Like yeah. they aren't like Stonewall penalties. So what the f what are you what are you making a circus about? I mean, obviously, yeah. social media is playing a bigger and bigger part in influencing stuff and no perception is reality. So it's good that we have those types of accounts, I guess, that are making noise. But I mean, it's not something I necessarily agree with. Yeah, I'm with you. I think um... stay classy. Exactly. You know, and, and at the end of the day. You hear how much... One good thing, I guess, for me personally, is like seeing how much Fener and Galatasaray fans are complaining about the refs in our matches. Like, you know, I'll leave a game thinking, oh, this ref was terrible, like, he screwed us over. And then you, you see Fener and Galatasaray fans saying, oh, like, what about this call and that call? And, like, saying that we, we got the benefit of the doubt, and it kind of balances it out for me. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Everyone's just got their... Uh, well, you know, that's what you get when bag. everything is this close, right? When when everyone's exactly. on basically level points, they're just scared of us. That's what every every, <laughs> every every match day, like rival fans, like Besiktas fans are watching Galatasaray and Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce are watching Galatasaray and Besiktas, and Galatasaray fans are watching Besiktas and Fenerbahce, and they're all hoping for the rivals to drop points and. When that doesn't happen, they make up excuses. Ah, they played and this and that, and oh, they got lucky. This, you know, we did it ourselves here. And at the end of the day, you know, the only thing that matters is whether you win or not. So, uh, in about 14 games or whatever it is, we'll we'll we'll, we'll find out who uh, who is the rightful champion, right? And I, there's not yeah. really been a moment this season where, like, I feel personally, but obviously I'm biased, that we are playing the better football and are the most deserving team to win the title at the moment. Definitely. But, I mean, that's, you know, a biased opinion, obviously. And, um, well, and it doesn't mean, just because we've, we've deserved it to this point, doesn't mean we couldn't have, like, three games and totally not deserve it, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, because it's not like we're, we have a ton of room for error either. So. We could totally no, collapse, you know, or, or Galtzrae could totally collapse, Fenerbahce could totally collapse. Like, at some point yeah. in this season, there's going to be a collapse. Like, for not necessarily for us, but one of the three at least is going to If not to all three lose. of us. I, I honestly anticipate each of us having at least one, you know, dropping of points, a loss, whatever it is, where we're like, how could we have done this? How are we so bad? I mean, frankly, it could have happened to us yesterday. <laughs> I don't think any of us would have been shocked. Yeah, but we already had those, like the Trabzon game for sure. Like, oh, yeah. Definitely one of those. And then which one did we drop points in the second half of the season as well? Like we had another match, right? Where we dropped points, I think. Um, um, Hatay. Hatay or Alanya or... I don't know. Definitely Hatay. Yeah, and then those. Oh, Antalya, Antalya Sport, dude, Antalya Sport. Yeah, it was a draw, one-one, which oh. sucked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and those are the moments where, like, at the end of the day, you're gonna look back at it and like, oh, I can't believe we dropped points there. But you were right, Hatay also, by the way, Hatay yeah. and Antalya. Yeah, yeah. So, but at the end of the day, you can't win every game, right? And it, it just boils down to uh, who limits those losses. And I feel like when we play, um, we are in danger in less matches to drop points i feel when i'm watching galtra play like against kasim pasha they got super 
Um, there comes the bias again, but I felt like the second their second half performance was abysmal, and they were really lucky that Kasim Pasha didn't score. And the same thing really happened um, against Alanya. Uh, maybe less luck there, but they had a poor second half performance. They were, I guess, lucky that Sali hit the, the cross and stuff at yeah, the, the bar. Scrappy, yeah. Yeah, I mean they have more scrappy wins. I feel like this Malatya win is like one of our first scrappy wins in a while. And it feels like the rivals are getting more of those scrappy wins right now. Um, yeah, sure. But that can lead to confidence, and that can lead sure. to better. Even form. if it's misplaced, confidence is just confidence. Yeah, misplaced conf or not. it's just building up momentum, right? And Galtzray are definitely building up momentum right now. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I guess let's talk stats. Um, so yeah, our boy Evran, uh, the Akman. Sent in some some stats for me to go over. Uh, let's see what have we here. XG. We'll start with XG as he likes to do. Uh, Bashiktaj had 1.6 to their 0.7. We had 15 shots to their nine. Obviously one one goal a piece. Um, more specifically, so we had 13 shots. They had nine. We had three on target. But they had four. So. I like that. I like them apples. Uh, possession, 65% to Besiktas to 35%. 487 passes completed to their 266. We completed them at an 82% clip to their 70%. Which for an, our opponents is actually pretty decent. We're usually a little more dogged in our pursuit. Um, they committed 17 fouls, but we committed 14. They got two cards yellow. We didn't get any. Uh, we got we were called offsides twice to their once. We had ten corners to their four. So statistically, you'd think we were dominant. Uh, although the the shots, I think, sort of suggest what we were talking about the the fear that we had. Um, individual stats: Atiba created two chances, won four out of eight duels, uh, completed two out of two dribbles. So both of his dribbles were successful. Two interceptions. 42 of 50 passes completed, 84%. Um, not his best game as far as that goes, but not bad either because he's obviously all over the pitch. Um, Abu won one out of nine duels, zero out of six aerial. Uh, created two chances, was one of one for his dribble, so I don't know uh, what everyone thought of that. Laren, 8 out of 23 duels won, so he was even worse. Dispossessed 9 times. He's actually 3 out of 4 on aerial duels. He created 1 chance compared to Abu's 2. Interesting. Uh, Domagos Vida won 7 out of 11 duels, 9 clearances. Wellington won 5 out of 8, had 3 clearances, created 1 chance. Um, Bernard Mensa in 45 minutes, created 3 chances. 28 out of 29 passes completed, Khan. So we'll talk about passing. Uh, one five out of seven duels, <laughs> even. Um, and yeah, yeah, but that's maybe that's the ticket, right? Like he's got to be um, modest with his passing. Yeah, I don't think he's the final ball type of player, but he could. Exactly. Uh, well, that's yeah. why I think keep him up there with Liadic so he can just like hand it off essentially and let Liadic do the the final bit. Um, anyway, Nedjip zero chances created. 17 out of 23 passes completed, only 74%. Uh, won two out of five duels. Wow, not even very good there. Maybe that was his negative highlight there. Um, I will say that Nedjip was very active in the first half that he played, but 
one thing I noticed, and you, you know, a lot of this is unfortunate, but a lot of it is like you kind of create your luck in this sense. He would clatter guys and, and stop uh, the opponent play, but the like it was wild, and the ball would bounce somewhere where they then kind of. I noticed he kind of created three counterattacks by kind of sloppily stopping them, like tackling, but like letting it, you know, it just like uncontrolled, wild. Yeah, Nejip tackles, if you will. Nejip. Uh, I never, I never like Nejip in uh, in midfield. It's always a, it's it's a, it's a massive uh, liability in midfield. I feel um, he often has like where he gives like a free pass, it gets intercepted or something, leads to a dangerous counter. So I, I far rather have Nejip at the back line where I feel he's a lot yeah. more composed. And when he's in midfield, he's. He, he doesn't contribute much in midfield anyway, I think, and uh, like, because like, I guess the reasoning I can imagine for Sergen was physicality, to put more physicality in midfield to combat theirs, but like, Nijib, he just falls, <laughs> like, he just makes falls and uh, he just picks up yellows uh, every five seconds and I don't know. Um, you Slappy know, well-reported that I am not a, not a big fan of Nijib, so... I mean, Nijib is a very useful player when it comes to... He's a to utility him. guy, that's all he yeah, is. He's a, he's a the back, utility guy. And I don't mind him being used as a, as a backup centre-back or a backup right-back or whatever. But Especially, like, in, in bigger games where you, when you have to, you know... Like, he, he knows the gravity of matches, I guess, but... Mm. Um, at the same time, you don't want to risk it again. In big I mean, matches. I remember him coming in at halftime against Fenerbahce, where we were leading where the goal, yeah. the match where uh, Oljai scored and Hugo Almeida scored twice, and he came in at halftime to like kind of put an extra lock on it and to secure the victory. And I think he got sent off with two yellows yeah. in the time span yeah. of ten minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't know no. about that. that's why I was like the risk factor. I was going to say like, he kind yeah. of mitigates. And it's not like yeah. that was when he was 21 or 22. Like, he was already well into his 20s at that point. That must have been, like, 2014 or something. So, I mean... I mean, that's the I thing about Nedjip, like too. I guess he was, like, 25. He's still very much the player he first was when we, when we first met him, you know? And I think when he was this as a 20-year-old or whatever, like, there was, like, okay, he'll he'll round out his game. He'll sort of round out the technical aspects but it just never really happened but anyway mm. sometimes um, he can surprise you though it's true no like the cr like the random pinpoint cross for an mm -hmm. assist or whatever mm -hmm. it is but yeah um let's talk about the standings i guess that's really all we're left with here um we're we, we're doing good we're we are atop the standings Sort of. I guess we could, we should sort of uh, balance that yeah. out. Um, I should mention right now, Khan, while we're recording, are you aware of the fact that there's a match on? Yeah, Galtzrae are playing, right? Do you know that they're losing? No, I didn't. At half? They're losing one to nil at the half. And knock on wood. What? Um, didn't they against have like, Ankaraguju, who's like at the against... bottom of the relegation oh, table. Okay. That's not gonna. Well, that'll, that'll, that won't end that way. I can't imagine that. Yeah, but that's that's, that's surprising to say the least. Uh, yeah, that's surprising. Um, but so fairly exciting, I guess. But like you know, hold your breath on that, right? Don't don't count on that. By the time you listen to this, Sinan's dreams will be dashed. Exactly. I, I have to say, I have been incredibly impressed by Mustafa Mohammed. 
the Egyptian striker they got in January. Um, I'm a big fan. That that kid is gonna be. Um, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm genuinely. I, I don't say that e- easily. Like I'm not often jealous of a player of the rivals. Like when they got Snyder and Drogba, by, I wasn't jealous because that's like they were spending ridiculous amounts of money on those guys, you know. But this guy, this kid, Mohammed, he's like playing for like his low wage. You know what sucks? I had a bad feeling the moment they signed him because it was like we were all looking at Fener's moves and even Galatasaray's other moves, um, and everything seemed sort of desperation. Like even Mesut Ozil is like, yo, you're, yeah. you're gonna displace your best player, Pelka. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like Mesut Ozil, I, 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 I couldn't care less because exactly. I know he was, he was never. I knew. And I mean, he can still do really well, and he's never gonna no live up to the expectations. He, nope. It's impossible. Impossible. You know what's funny? We got the IH back, and it was like we got a, a new player essentially because he didn't play it on the first half of the season. Man. And I even had this feeling like he could be more impactful than Mesut Ozil just because he knows the league already. There's not gonna so be far he has been, but I mean, obviously there's still a long way to go. We'll but see. Mustafa, yeah, exactly. But uh, Mustafa Mohammed is uh, is a big talent. I think he's gonna. I don't think he'll be in Turkey very long. I think. I agree. This season, next season maybe, and I think he's off after that. He's gonna go you know, to five league. He's gonna. You know what really- pisses me off even more? Like I'm not. It's not so much. Oh, he could win them the title or whatever. Because I feel like whatever. That, like we we've still we have as much control over that as they do essentially, right? Um, but what sucks is that he gives them another. They'll sell him for twenty million or something, and and then they can do another crazy transfer window, even though. They're not gonna do crap, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's the only bad thing for me. I think he's really the type of player me. that's gonna. I mean, they ha- they still have to buy him right for four million, but I think they're gonna flip him easily for twelve to fifteen. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's really he's a real, real striker. Also, if you look at his goal last week, his second goal, I think it was such a striker goal, such yeah. an amazing striker goal. And he also his goal against Fenerbahce, like classy. Um, like he still has moments in the matches where he kind of fades away, but he's so hungry. He has that grit, that hunger that Laren has, but then he combines it with a lot a more, more talent. Yeah, a little bit more talent. Yeah, um, he's really good, and uh, I can be. Ne- I, w- I would love to be negative about it, but you know, he's he's a he's a great young talent, and he thinks he's you gonna be his player. So yeah, it's fine. Like it's fine. Yeah, between fine. our rivals, they're like one for for like. 16 you know that's fine they can, they can have the one hit but yeah no I, I i definitely agree with you on that he's a fantastic player and um well let's just hope you know we can we can do what we got to do here um i forgot what i was gonna say it was something along those lines but we were talking about the table uh so you know gals are losing right now fenerbahce have their match in you know they, they have their match this week but obviously we uh didn't play last not this weekend, but the weekend before we didn't play. So yeah, we, we have, have a match that, in hand still. Yeah, yeah, we have that match in hand situation. So, knock on wood, if Galstrai were to le- lose against Ankara Guju, then uh, we are basically on level points with a match in hand. And Fenerbahce, exactly. the best they can do is get on level points, and then we still have that match in hand. So, um, exactly. yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's it's a very long season, um, but I don't think. Anyone like Galatasaray fans, Fenerbahce fans, Besiktas fans? I don't. I don't think anyone wants to go into that home stretch of the last four games with that pressure of everyone almost being on level points and you can't drop. And the first one to drop loses, you know. And and I, I just <laughs> so hope that stressful. it. I mean, I just hope we're gonna have a little bit of peace of mind earlier on. Um, but you, you know, know what, Khan? 
here's the thing. Like, we're winners no matter what. And this is what I want all of our listeners also to, to sort of take in mind as we reach this sort of final stretch of the season. No matter what happens, we win. Because if we don't win the title, it's not like we've hemorrhaged everything and sacrificed yeah. it all for it, right? That's like, true. we've done this responsibly, and we just, it's back to the drawing board, right? Uh, and at least we know we've got a lot of pieces already that are effective. And we it can... will be a missed opportunity, I feel like. Absolutely. No, we will be sad. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But yeah. I just mean it won't cripple us yeah. for the next like, five years. But we didn't years. invest Fener... 50 million in the squad. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Know, if Fenner finishes in third place, dude, what, do they yeah. get the next version of the Intertoto Cup? You know, like the new, the new Intertoto? Like, they're screwed. <laughs> they're so screwed well, if, they, 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 if they finish You would third. expect, right, but they have a billionaire uh, president that keeps funneling money. Uh, yeah, and I guess so, as long as the TFF doesn't mind. Well, at least they'll yeah. lose the, F- the FFP. They won't be able to make transfers for a year or something, right? There's, there's got to be something. There's got to be. Like... There's no justice in uh, in this whole uh, limit and TF and FFP thing. Like it seems like the teams that want to do shady do it and get away with it, and UEFA doesn't pay attention to it, doesn't care. Uh, the TFF certainly doesn't seem to care because they just uh, they just blindly buy into everything uh, that uh, Fenerbahce sells them. Um, yeah, even though it's blatant. Yeah, even though it's blatant for anyone to see that uh, there's really shady going on. I mean, they transferred 25 players this season like, with like no. Budget. Just as the as the regulations stiffened, <laughs> they they like went yeah. all. I I, yeah. I don't I don't. I, I mean, I, I would I could get of, really mad honestly thinking a bunch about of what freebies, they did. Right, like the, the Kasim Pasha's best attacker on a free uh, because. Can we Kasim just talk Pasha... about how they gave both Fener and Galatasaray free guys, and they're like, "Oh, but not you." <laughs> oh <laughs> no, you have to pay three and a half million for for, for like Koyka. garbage for like the guy that nobody wanted. Who scored forty <laughs> goals in his career at thirty? Yeah, you have to pay three and a half million for him, but we'll give everyone uh, else. A we'll give the guys who are better, more reliable for us, for free. Yeah, uh, yeah so you're right. Tiam actually has value for them who could, they could have actually asked three and a half which i'm sure they got three and a half million for or something like that uh under what's this ironic is if we'd gotten tm i bet he'd be having a phenomenal year because he'd be a part of a better system and like unit but whatever it doesn't matter we got what we got and here's oh this is what i was going to say i don't as jealous you. as you and i are of of mohammed uh mustafa mohammed for god today Remember that our rivals had to be like that for the entire first half of the season regarding Abubakar, and they were—they were so jealous. I, all the comments from yeah, people sure. I knew were like, "Oh, you guys are so lucky. You have Abubakar. He's still so good." Like, so you know, if he returns to form, which I—it's like I don't see why not. It was a fantastic assist yesterday. That could help. Uh, we're we're back in business. They can get screwed. <laughs> uh, all right, let's leave it at that, man. Um, as always, follow us on. Uh, uh, sorry, segue here. I'm gonna play for you all the uh, the announcement of who won the Atiba Hutchinson match worn kit. Uh, and w- yeah, here it is. Alright, welcome back everybody. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Um, we are here post Yeni Malachia as promised. Um, 
My guy Kartal over here is wearing the correct kit for today's event match event, as am I. Mine is a hostage hostage sighting. Um, but of course, today is Atiba Hutchinson Day uh, for many reasons. One, for anyone who has recently watched Besiktas play, we won uh, a very important three points, and in large part thanks to uh, the man himself, the Hutchinson. Uh, the Mr. Clutchinson, if you will. Um, Carto, before we dive into today's major event, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the game today. It was a, it was, it was a very great performance. It's not a pretty one, very great. We didn't play our best football, but you can't expect to play the ways in every game. So it's important to when the ones when the games really don't play so well, and that was uh, there was one of those games. So we done well to get three points in the end. In the end. Hopefully that'll be a critical three points on the road to the championship. Yeah, that's a it's a champions win is what it is. They're not all going to be pretty, but you got to win them like that sometimes. Uh, anyway, we'll be back tomorrow with the with the Black Eagles podcast. I have a special co-host uh, this week. I won't give any spoilers away. Um, before we do to today's proceedings, I want to prove my loyalty to the uh, to the Hut to the Hutchinson brand by showing off. My Hutchinson shirt. I have another one, even older, but it's in, it's already hit the archives. Uh, my daughter's very first uh, name on a kit is none other than the Hutchinson himself, the Clutchinson. So this is a man very near and dear to me, uh, and I think to any real Besiktas fan, right? Um, so Kartal, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I've got in my hat here. The very important Besiktas hat, which inside has lots of pieces of paper with names for each $5 raffle ticket. And just to show you all, it's, uh, you guys, you guys did great. My, my, our loyal listeners, thank you so much to every one of you who contributed. Um, but only one of you will go home victorious tonight. And that person is... Oktai. Oktai Ismailolu. Wow, good for you, sir. Uh, he deserved it. Very loyal listener. Um, very uh, philanthropical gentleman. Uh, so major congrats to uh, Mr. Ismailolu. Uh, Oktai, we'll reach out to you and hopefully get your info ASAP. Kartal, you got any words about this shirt? You're, it's, you've had it for a while, man. It must be tough yeah, for you to let it go. Yeah, I'll send that to you at the post office as I'm sending it, I think. It's a beautiful shot. Uh, it's worn by one of my favourite players of all time. Um, Octane Spiral, uh, play to yourself, you deserve it, sir. Uh, very generous uh, contribution, and uh, you, in return, uh, I, I do believe you deserve this great shot. So, uh, well done to you, Octane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it. I, I'm sad to see it go myself. Part of me wishes I could I could have just nabbed it, you know. You see how outdated my Hutchinson gear is, but nonetheless, uh, congratulations to, to Oktai. Um, and I'm really glad a loyal listener could could win this thing. Um, before we part, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Kartal, the man over here. Seriously, thank you so much, dude. He got the kit. This was his idea to do these match-worn things. Um, which was a great sort of incentive to get folks to donate to a great cause. Um, shouts, of course, to Mohammed Aminu. We wish you guys continued success. 
As promised, I will come through on my end and donate the rest of this batch so that we can send out um, another round of kits to the, uh, I don't remember who, the under 17s or the under 13s or the senior team, whatever it may be. Um, it's been a great success. Thank you to everybody who contributed. Um, and once again, congratulations, Oktai. Uh, I would be remiss uh, to, to not mention the cameraman, Uzjan, behind the camera. Get in there, get in the frame. I want, I want both of our twins in here. There he is. Guys, shouts to both of you. Seriously, thanks for everything. Um, thanks to all of you. Yeah. Great to see you guys. Alive, healthy, happy. Three points. We're, we're going to win a championship, right, guys? Hopefully. Inshallah, inshallah. Inshallah. Well, one last thing. See ya! Peace! Alright, peace out, guys. <laughs> Sorry about all the. the <laughs> Uh, okay, and then we're back. Um, welcome back. Thank you very much, Cartel. Congratulations to Oktai Ismailolu for the big W. We'll try to find out how to get a hold of you and send you that kit. Congratulations again. Um, we're done here. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow this gentleman over here at Razarian. R-A-Z-Z-E-R-I-A-N. R-I-A-N. Follow me at Sir underscore writes underscore a lot. Instagram, Black Eagles podcast, one word. Check out our Instagram TV if you want to see what me and... Cartel, Cartel and I, what we look like, um, were there. Also, Uzjan made an appearance at the end of that one. So you can see the, the Scottish twins. Um, Khan, it was an absolute the pleasure next to contest have contest should be uh, telling them apart, like who's who. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on again, Khan, and we'll do it again soon. I hope. Uh, well, yeah, hopefully, and under uh, equally uh, good circumstances, hopefully. That's right. Maybe it'll be going on to the finals of the cup. Hopefully. Uh, free. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I do have to mention uh, it's very important that I do not forget to say Go Magic Town! Peace out, everybody. Uh, good to have you back on. Yeah, just when, uh, when, when the kids start entering. Yeah, yeah. Good time. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.